0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. New Year's resolutions often focus on what we want to change about ourselves. But what if we set intentions for our community instead? Today, we're going to learn about how to set goals for our neighborhoods through community vision boards. And joining us now is Liz Bajalia, Development Associate for the group Peace Action. Welcome to Reset, Liz. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm happy to be here. I'm so glad you're here. You know, many of us are, are familiar with... That whole concept right mm-hmm. of, of vision boards or, or collages, but I want you to spell it out for us. How are community vision boards distinct?
1: yeah, absolutely um so just quick briefer if you don't know what a vision board is, essentially, you ask yourself, what do I want for my future, and you might put a picture of it on a collage and the concept of a community vision board is taking that a step further. You still make your own collage, but you do it with your members of your community, whatever the term community means to you mm-hmm. and Then you go ahead and ask yourself, what does my whole community need? You know, so um, as opposed to, you know, I would like to travel to Mexico this summer, you might say, I want no one in my community to ever have to worry about rent because we have a tenants' union. Um, Ah. Radical imagination in difficult times. And by doing it in community, you are reminded that you will always. You never have to carry any difficulties alone, and you're allowed to dream big in otherwise very difficult times.
0: And are you consulting with community members as you're gathering the pieces for your community vision board?
1: You know, the concept is a little new. I uh, recently came up with it after um, I'm part of an abolitionist book club um, okay. with an organization called the Northwest Suburban Peace Affiliates, a nonprofit. I'm sorry, a nonpartisan uh, community organization and so i 've kind of done the dry run, and it was really great hosting that first event with them, and just kind of coming to them and asking what does community mean to us, mm-hmm. and hearing anything from you know my queer community to my neighbors to my writing community uh my disability community so let me see so community in every sense of the word, absolutely yeah. just. I think starting conversations on what it means to think with the people around you and be willing to look at whatever your situation is, look at it deeply and try to come up with solutions to whatever it is that you might be dealing with, whether it be, you know, like I'm an anti-war activist, Mm -hmm. so I'm constantly in communities trying to figure out what solutions can we do to decrease Pentagon spending? Um, What can we do to stop wars abroad and support oppressed communities at the same time? Yeah.
0: And I mean, if I was to to take this on, Liz, I I mean, Mm -hmm. I I would feel nothing but positive vibes about it. Because I I think about all the times I've made personal uh, vision boards. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the years that I missed that I skipped were the years where like, things kind of fell apart. And so I kind of I don't know. I attribute a lot of the good things that happened to me in certain years, especially like the last five or six years, to the years that I made a vision board. I Mm -hmm. actually saw those things come true.
1: Does that happen for you as well? Oh, absolutely. You know, I have made vision boards in the past and it's sort of fun seeing. There's something about putting it in front of you and seeing it there. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, we are constantly bombarded with very difficult news. You know, you turn on the news and it's like, oh, yeah. Um, climate catastrophe is actually worse than we thought it was. Um, Elon Musk bought Twitter and it's hurting the website, you know, just all these terrible things. So you go back to your room and you just can feel heavy. Yeah. And the uh, the hope is, is that by coming together as a community, coming up with ideas of like, what can we do to reshape our community, to better our community for ourselves and even outside of it, mm-hmm. you take that a step further and you can go to your room, you can go to your living room, whatever, and look at that vision board and say, okay, yeah, things are hard right now, but there are ways we can make things better and I can strategize for it. I can see it and know it's a possibility.
0: When was the first time you made a community vision board?
1: Just a few weeks ago, actually. I did it with, um, it was in collaboration with Northwest Suburban Peace Affiliation, who I just discussed, as well as Chicago Area Progressives, which is another organization that focuses on ways to bring about racial, economic and environmental justice. Nice. So and you
0: you brought a vision board example did, with you. I did. Yes. I can't help but uh, be distracted. So let's take a look at this. Talk mm-hmm. about what what stood out to you when you were making this and what uh, the various photos represent.
1: Absolutely. So um if you look at my vision board, the background is essentially various photos of nature that I picked up from like travel magazines. So anything from like a nice forest scene to a lot of photos of ocean waters or lake waters, even just small photos of like local prairie grass. And what this comes from is as a foundation, not only do we need to switch policies when it comes to ways we benefit our community, but sort of the ideologies that go behind policy. So this was actually, I, I have... um. I have the privilege of working with a lot of indigenous activists in my line of work. And something I hear, especially, you know, I've worked with the Anishinaabe tribe, is this idea of how white colonialism and consumerism brings with it a mindset that human needs always come first. It brings with it this understanding that we always have to promote what supports us, you know, short term, like- Whatever happens 100 years from now, okay, we'll deal with it then. But when we recognize that we humans are not exceptional, when we think of a sustainability lens, that affects every aspect of our life. Absolutely, climate catastrophe. But when it comes to communities, this idea of coexistence and codependence, how does that shape our policies? I'm an anti-war activist. When we have a hierarchical perspective, humans are better and these humans are even better. What do we do? We get protective and we feel this need to sort of militarize our minds of, well, of course, we need more weapons and more guns because we need to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. We need to protect ourselves from the other as opposed to this codependency model of mm-hmm. we're more of a just a, an entangled, you know, to quote uh, Merlin Sheldrake's book, Entangled Life. We as human creatures are always entangled. And Interesting. we have to frame policies. We have to frame visions for our community putting the idea that we are members of nature first. And I put on top of that pictures of what I hope would come out of something like that. So I have pictures of sustainable farming. I have a picture of kind of people making a campfire together, this yeah, idea of... I see that. As opposed to, you know, you kind of box yourself up in your home and everything you need is there. When we recognize we don't get everything on demand, we learn to work with our communities and sort of help each other out.
0: Interesting. And for someone like me, Liz, who has never created a community vision board, where do you begin? What
1: do you suggest is step one? Absolutely. So what's great about a community vision board is where it starts is just the people around you. Um, If you have friends, um, whether they're people you can physically bring to your home or if they're on Zoom or some form of video call, you come together and just ask yourself the question, what does the word community mean to me? What do my communities need? And what communities am I a part of? After that, it's really whatever you got. If you want to be like me and go out and buy every magazine in the world because you (laughs) always want to make collages, go for it. But if all you have are pens and paper, use pens and paper. If all you have is your voice or your hand signals, um, use those. So the whole point is, Just something that you can put on your wall or kind of keep, if you don't have physical materials, to keep in the back of your mind of these are the radical possibilities that are that, possibilities.
0: If you're just tuning in, I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we're learning how to make a community vision board with Liz Bajalia, Development Associate for Peace Action. Liz, I wonder what you would say to someone who feels that the things that they want for their community Mm -hmm. or the things that they want for their neighborhood, that they're just unattainable.
1: Yeah, it is an understandable feeling. You know, I'm someone who's been a long-term activist, and it's so hard when you are someone who lives in a grim reality with big ideals. And even that, the act of
0: activism. Some people admire that work, but they think, oh, I, I could never get involved. It's just, it's too much. It's overwhelming.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, what I say to that is, activism isn't just, you know, holding up your signs in the street. That's wonderful, but... If you're talking to your friend who, you know, is like, oh, I don't get this whole gay thing, just talking to them and being like, well, hey, you know, gay people are real. That's activism. Or, you know, I truly believe even just using social media is a tool of activism. And so, you know, I firmly believe it's so easy to feel it's impossible. You know, again, we have a media narrative um, where we're always just bombarded with all these horrible things in the world. So. The hope is, I actually have a quote here that inspires a lot of this work. I'll read it really quick. It's okay. from Ursula K. Gwyn. We live in capitalism. Its power seems inescapable. So did the divine right of kings. Any human power can be resisted and changed by human beings. Resistance and change often begin in art and very often in our art, the art of words.
0: Yeah. How do vision boards, you, you think, help guide people in their goals. I mean, even thinking of that mm-hmm. quote, uh, for me, I think it's probably the the visual piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what worked for me, and it literally was seeing it, as you described, up on the wall. Yeah. I couldn't escape it. And it made me want to sort of, you know, mark those things off, check them off. Absolutely. As the months went by in the year.
1: Mm-hmm. Having, I think you said it perfectly, having just something directly in front of you in your line of vision And what's also great is the event in and of itself acts as a form of inspiring hope. You know, when you kind of, you know, especially during COVID when we were all isolated, it was very easy to feel isolated with your goals. But when you're with other people and you're not like strategic, you're not trying to be like, okay, but realistically, we can only do this. When you're sitting and you're like, no, we're going to dream as big as we want Being around people where you can share ideas, where you can hear their ideas and implement it into yours is a means of, in and of itself, getting you closer to your goals and even just experiencing community within this space. One great example, when I hosted the event a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. someone made a vision board specific to community gardens. Okay, And everyone, anytime they saw a picture of a tomato or of, like, a pear tree or whatever, would go over to him and be like, oh, hey, I found this. Like, you want to add this to your board or you know, I said I was doing mine on, you know, defunding the Pentagon. And someone was like, oh, Liz, Liz, I found the word demilitarized. Do you want this? So you just, you see how the people around you are supporting. It becomes you. a collaboration. Exactly. Instantly.
0: Yeah. And 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 tell us again, what do you need to make this at home? Yeah. It doesn't sound like a lot.
1: As simple as pen and paper. If that's all you got, work with it. Um, really, you know, typically uh, vision boards are collages. So if you want to go the route of just Taking out those old magazines that you've been piling up and don't know what to do with, mm-hmm. do that. If you want to go a slightly different route, if you want to use old cardboard and build a statue, if you have old bubble wrap and you want to make something out of it, whatever you got. The whole point is using the items you have and your community members have. It's a, if it's a communal event, you can ask people to bring magazines, to bring scissors, bring glue, right. But, you know, as long as you got pen and paper, if you want to go the collage route, get yourself some poster board, magazines, glue and uh, scissors and you're fine. Yeah. Were you seeing
0: certain categories or visions frequently showing up during your, uh, your vision board party recently?
1: What was kind of great was it was all over the place and you were able by hearing that to kind of add it to your, um, your board itself. I heard anything from promoting a culture of self-love and self-acceptance. Uh, someone talked about this concept called neighboring, which is new to me. It's this idea of if you live in an environment where you don't even know who your next door neighbor is or you only see him occasionally, find ways to meet your neighbors. Introduce yourself. Oh, um, that's a good one. So, And that inspired me. I'm like, yeah, you know, if I come from a lens of sustainable living, part of that is also coming back to this idea of entanglement um, just getting to know the people around me so we can support each other. Yeah. And you've got an
0: upcoming vision board workshop.
1: I do. Yes. So tell us
0: about that and how folks can join.
1: Absolutely. So it will be at a place called Bendicion Dry Bar, which is, let me pull up the right address. It is 2540 West Division Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60622, January 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. Just show up. Um, If you can, please bring supplies, old magazines, scissors, glue, Um, If all you got is yourself, bring yourself and we will sit together and we will ask those same questions. What does community mean to me? What are my communities? And we will sit and we will make vision boards.
0: Well, leave us with this, Liz. Mm -hmm. Give us a message to folks listening right now. They want a better future for those around them, Mm -hmm. maybe though they don't feel like they're part of a community.
1: You know, it's interesting because this was inspired by a period of my life when I didn't have community. Right before COVID hit, I um, I moved back in with my parents and all my friends from high school were gone. I was alone and it was it was horrible. And I, in this isolation, I, I just knew I needed to find people. So before I could find people, I had to kind of go within and figure out who I am and ask myself, who am I? What's important to me? And through that and figuring out, you know, my activism is what's key to me. I found Chicago area progressives and Northwest suburban peace affiliates who are like the staple of my community. Yeah. Going online, going to your local library. Um, if you feel safe, you can do the neighboring approach of just going up to your neighbors. Though I know for some people that's yeah. easier than others, um, you know, especially as someone queer. If I'm in a homophobic neighborhood, I'm staying home. <laughs> but yeah, but great advice though. Yeah. That's
0: Liz Bajalia, development associate for Peace Action. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.